Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thanks, Anna. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Minister's Friend Podcast. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, those who by faith are righteous shall live. Romans 1, verses 16 and 17. Friends, there is undeniable power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when God's people have a faithful commitment to it, that power brings salvation to those that it touches. The commitment is not just on the part of the one receiving Christ, but also on the part of the church as we build redemptive relationships with pre-Christian people, so that the gospel's power may be displayed through our lives. Today, we have our third installment of my interview with my son, Josiah Kimball, regarding his work with JSAW, an action sports ministry reaching youth in the inner city of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I begin by asking Josiah if the church has lost its opportunity to reach many of today's youth. In response, he asks us a very important question. Do we really want to reach the youth around us? Self-evaluation on the answer to that question is always helpful. The challenge is real. Here's the next part of my conversation with Josiah. So if churches lean toward, well, on, on the one side being judgmental, on the, on the other side, maybe it's just misunderstanding. But in either case, do you feel like they've lost their opportunity to reach these youth? No, I don't think they've lost their opportunity. Um, I honestly would say if you think you've lost your opportunity, you should go back and read the Gospels again. Um, Amen. Because it seemed several times like the disciples didn't have had no idea what Jesus was doing. And then many people were saved and many were brought to Christ. And I think what Jesus understood, um, which we're beginning to understand as a ministry, is that um, we need to get to know people for who they are. We need to listen to their story and we need to introduce them to the love and grace of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of churches um, have had this idea that the church is supposed to be one way or the church is supposed to be another way. But in Acts, the church was just a gathering of people and the the teaching on who Jesus was so that everybody understood it. The, the doors were open to anyone to come. They didn't have to dress their nicest. They didn't have to have a good income. Um, even Jesus went to the least of these, um, to preach the gospel. 
And I think what the modern church needs to do if they want to reach the youth, which a lot of churches need to ask that question, hmm. um, is you got to let them be them. They're going to be stupid. They're going to swear. They're going to sometimes maybe cause trouble. Um, but at the reality, the reason they're doing that is because they're, they're looking to matter. Hmm. And in what they're doing, whatever they're reacting in, they matter to them. So that's why they pursue it. So it sounds like you're saying um, lead with grace, not compromising the truth, but lead with grace. Let grace be the, the tool that builds the relationship. And then once the trust is established, then give them the truth? Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay to mention what you're about yeah. to a degree because, frankly, if we look at the world today, there are so many religions out there that um, saying you follow Jesus is not going to turn them away from you because they've been taught by society to accept anything. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't say that you have to keep the truth from them until a point. But I would say at the point where you want them to understand what the truth is, mm. first lead with grace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they'll come to church, especially if you have like pizza or food or a skate park. They'll mm. come. Um mm -hmm. They may even come to Bible study because a lot of them, there are so many religions out there that they're trying to go through their cognitive process of choosing what's going to be theirs, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but when you really want to sit down, you really want to see Jesus come into them, that's when you have to wait a little bit, give them grace, give them the time to grow comfortable, and then give them Jesus. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And it sounds to me, Josiah, like it's not just the youth that need to become comfortable, but maybe we need to be comfortable with the youth, too, as the church. Any ideas on, on how we can help local churches become more comfortable reaching today's youth? Because they're, they're clearly not the same as the youth of 1950, 1960, you know. Um, bottom line, I would tell you up front is, like I said, you need to ask yourself the question if you as a church or a church leader are actually looking to help the youth. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing you need to do because like I said before, the youth are going to be the youth. <laughs> there's, there's no changing that. Um, I, I've been out of college three years and I'm working with 13, 14, 15 year olds and the culture's different than when I was in junior high mm -hmm. and I've had to get to know it all over again. And I had to, you know, obviously being part of the ministry, I had to ask myself that question of, is this like, do I really want to take the time to relearn all the catchphrases and relearn the coolest music and all that stuff so I, I could be right there with them and what they're talking about? Um, it's work. It's work to uh, change to want to be with the teens. Um, but the the best thing I think the church can do um, in that aspect is pray, ask God to give you the grace you will need because a lot of it will surprise you what these youth will do mm -hmm. um, because they're testing the barrier. They're testing the lies of the church that they've been told through their friends or through their high school or through their parents. And then, you know, after that, show them grace again and may take a couple cycles, but eventually it'll be like, huh, these people seem really trustworthy. 
I feel like mm-hmm. I can actually talk to them. Um, I'll just say we have one guy at our, our ministry who, um, for the sake of the podcast, I'll keep nameless, but, um, he is a mess <laughs> and he knows it. Um, he goes through ups, he goes through downs, he struggles with all sorts of stuff, but he loves J-Saw and he knows J-Saw is a ministry. He knows J-Saw is for Jesus and he, he has shown me time and time again why I do this ministry because even in the midst of the troubles he's in, the struggles he's in, whatever he's going through, he'll he'll get serious and he'll come and ask for help. It's it's really showing that Jesus is slowly working in his heart that he's mm. he's having that longing. But it's a process. It's yeah. not it's not a week, it's not a month. Um our leader, uh Johnny, likes to say that, you know, the discipleship process is four to five years. Yeah. Um, and that's one or two years of grace. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think that's true. I think that we've, we've made discipleship. Um, we have a mentality that discipleship is instantaneous in this microwave generation and it really has never been. It's a journey. In fact, it's a lifelong journey. It's longer than four or five years. It really is lifelong. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning stuff and I've been walking with Jesus for over 30 years, you know? So Mm -hmm. I honestly would say, if you think you've lost your opportunity to reach the youth, you should go back and read the Gospels again. It seems like several times the disciples had no idea what Jesus was doing, and then many people were saved. What a powerful statement Josiah makes. And it's true. The Gospel is the power of God. We do well to remember that in all of our witness, whether it's to today's young people or others. When one considers the power of the gospel for salvation, it becomes clear that we really can't mess this up. When it comes to reaching youth, we need to listen to their story. We need to build trusting relationships with them. We need to simply introduce them to the love and grace of Jesus. And then we need to let the power of the gospel do its work. As Josiah points out, the early church was just a gathering of regular people teaching Jesus. And God used them to turn the world upside down. Josiah is also correct in that we in the church need to ask ourselves if we really want to reach today's youth. Unfortunately, many in today's church have been infected with modern American culture, wanting to do what's convenient or brings instant fruit rather than investing in people spiritually over the long haul. Youth ministry may have some convenient and instant results, But the greatest return comes with years of investment and effort. Are we willing to take the time to learn their ministry context, their culture? Are we willing to work hard? Are we willing to intercede consistently on their behalf? Are we willing to do spiritual damage control, responding with the needed grace to their wounds and misconceptions, many of which are the result of words and actions by misguided church people? These are important questions. Ministries like JSAW have a great impact because such questions are already settled for their laborers. But for local churches, a new approach is often needed. Anytime a ministry program takes precedence over real relationships with the youth, the church is already lost.
We have to truly understand youth culture. We've said it in every episode of this series so far. Reaching young people today is really a missionary endeavor. And we have to approach it that way. Youth ministry author Randy Brown writes, This means we must spend time listening to their music, watching their TV shows and movies, and learning their language. We must be able to multitask as youth pastors. As counselors, we must address the problems and issues students experience. As sociologists, we must examine cultural trends and know how much influence they have on our students. As teachers, we must communicate God's Word in their language. As theologians, we must have a vibrant relationship with God and make Him known to our students. As missionaries, we must know the local culture and penetrate the areas where students live, work, and play. Next time, I talk with Josiah about ways that we can effectively connect with youth. It's truly a multifaceted approach. And just as a reminder, we'll be following our current series of interviews with a conversation with Johnny Nelson, the founder and executive director of JSAW, in just a couple of weeks. That's coming up on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Thanks so much for letting others know about the podcast. We don't advertise, so your recommendation to friends, family, and others in ministry is the only way that we can expand our reach. If you find the Minister's Friend Podcast to be a blessing, would you please take some time and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen? Subscribing helps us out a lot. And if you're so inclined, please also consider leaving us a review. We do read them. I'm so glad you were with us for today's episode. I hope this ongoing emphasis on effectively reaching youth for Christ is helpful to you in your church. Thank you for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimball.com. That's podcast at johnrkimball.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!